first I want to thank my friend Yechavit Yehuda Daphna. This has always been the uh, our shul away from shul, our home away from home. From the beginning, the wonderful learning and simchas that we've had here, Baruch Hashem. We should continue in Yushalayim with these simchas of the family should have only good health and Yehud and Yechavit should have brachas, simcha, nachas in each room. We're on page Yud Dalad, Ois Yud Aleph. Here, Reb Tzvimei goes through seven, he reviews seven basic nakudas, basic points in the Indian of Shmiras, Heyaladim, watching, protecting, and guarding our children. And then he focuses, at the, after this, he focuses on one of the nakudas. So let's begin. Vizah kol at the bottom of page Yudalim. All the way to the last three lines, that's where the, the actual paragraph begins. Zal kol panam hayisoy that kamish avinu shabashmayim writes the nisker as a chashivas shalashmir as a koychus shalashmir shanachna makavlam hayifanim shalashmir himblishir v'soif. But Simei says that certainly there's no end to the different to the different types of shmir of protection of guarding, and it's without shear and soif. Avinu shabashmayim meyalon akaseid lechol av veim. The Bar Shalom is helping every. Father, every mother, l'chol mashpia, every teacher, every rabbi, b'chol gil, shleiya, whatever the age is, l'chol yed, l'chol talmud, eich efsh lishma yisai, eich efsh lahoyelo. How, even in the life of each particular child and each particular family, the different ways of shmir and what that child needs and the kalim, the kaiches that that parent has, that Hashem is brought shows and helps parents. We're brought Hashem not alone. We're going to concentrate on one of these things. Before we go into that one, we're going to just, he says, very briefly discuss seven, seven different aspects, seven different levels of shmira of of watching the children. And again. This has to do with students, not just if it's a biological child. It has to do with Talmidim and Talmidus and so on. Ubamis Shaikh Hutfila Liska Kiseida Hain Lavakish Magrishborhu Atashem Sishmaim Vain Lavakish and Neda Echla Shpia Esashmi. We're gonna talk about more we're gonna talk more about this at the end and tomorrow a little bit to Mitsham also. The taker of course that's behind all of this to make all of this work is Davening, is Tfila. Ata Hashem Sisham Rain, Rabban Shalom, watch watch them. Take care of our children and watch our children. And Levakesh, this which also includes Levakesh Shaneda Makashborhu, Shanavakeshaneda Echla Shpiasashmira. That Hashem's book should help us to know how to be Mashpia this Shmira to our children. And we should know with each child. Every child needs a different Shmira. This this boy, this girl, each one needs a different type of Shmira. Echlishmur Sapikodan. As we learned that every child was given to us by Hashem's Baruch as a pikodin, as as uh, a pikodin that we have to watch, that we have to take care of, that we have to try to return to Him in a way that's pure and that's holy. That Hashem's Baruch should help us, that we should be able to each and every one of us fulfill our shlichus and our tafkid, our responsibility, our job. The kids are these are seven I found them, seven ways. We'll talk we're gonna go through each of them, maybe here and there to make some high surface uh, to add a little bit, but the main thing is the, the, the one that we're gonna concentrate 
Only afterwards. Hadova harishin shudibana. Number one and two are very much connected here. Hadova harishin shudibana mishne hashirim harishayim the mariches. He hanhag shalano. He naim shalano matzniyus shalano. Hargosh shalano. Sheinyani elam hazel who havel havalim. Now this is something which is hard for us to hear, and when a person doesn't understand this in the right way, it sounds like. Uh, it sounds it could bring back uh, it could bring back some upsetting memories of things that we might have heard given over in the wrong way, but certainly as you'll see, see it doesn't mean it that way. What he's saying here is that in everything that the children see in our lives, the way that we are, and he's going to focus on this a little bit more in the next one. In everything that the children see in terms of how we live and how we act, in terms of what's important to us, what our, what our priorities are, the children should pick up over the years that to, in their parents, in the lives of their parents, this world is Havel Havalim. This world is Narishkai. This world is Narishkai. They should, they should pick that up somehow from the parents over the years. That this world and all the things of this world that people take so seriously, that it's Havel Havalim. Like Shlomo Melech says, it's... It's Now what does that mean? The most important message that we have to give our children. And Ratsimei explains that this is not primarily with words. This is not mainly with words. Children see what's important in the lives of their parents. We've spoken about this a thousand times. And we'll talk about it another thousand times. And continue to talk about it until you and I can, can improve in this area. That it's not a matter of lecturing to the child to say, to say, listen, Shaifullah, the most important thing in the world is, is, is to learn Torah. A father can say that a thousand times to a, to a child, but if, the, but if the child sees that in his father's life, in his father's schedule, when he has free time, it's not Torah that occupies his time. And when he has a vacation, the father doesn't use that time for learning Torah. So the father can give a thousand speeches about how important Torah is. And the father can say, did you do, did you, did you do your homework? Did you chazer the Gemara? Where is your chavrusa? How come you're not going? And you have to go to Yeshayi, you have to go to Yeshiva. And what's going to be with you? What's going to be with you? What's going to be with you? And if the child would have the nerve uh, and the audacity to say, what's going to be with, to be with me? is the same thing that became of you. <laughs> he wouldn't say that. So in other words, I'll be shown the Shabbos. I'll try to be Shana Shabbos, but the, but uh, I don't see that by you Torah is such a big thing. So it's not the Iker, what, what Sumei is saying here is that children understand over time whether or not this world, the world that we see with our eyes, is more important than the one that we don't see with our eyes. And at a very early time in their lives, they realize that either. Either Yiddishkeit is the number one priority, either Yiddishkeit is the most precious thing to the parents, or they're just talking about Yiddishkeit, and they give speeches about Yiddishkeit, and they want the kid to get good grades, and to be able to just have a passable type of Yiddishkeit, so that you know somehow they'll be like them, or they don't end up going to Gehenim, God forbid. But as far as what's important, and what's most, what, what's most precious to the parents, so the children see very soon whether or not in the eyes of this parents this world is very, very important, very choshev, and Yiddishkeit is less important, or they learn from the parents that Yiddishkeit is, is the most precious thing in the world, and everything else is havel havel. Everything else is havel havel. 
is not is not uh, is not the point of being in this world. And there are many many subtle ways that that's that that's transmitted either in a good way or in a way that's not so good. But the children learn from the parents whether whether the main purpose of our lives is to give nachas ruch, to give nachas to Hashem's bar. So Tzimei says, look, we're very weak in our generation, and we need many things. We need much more than our parents and grandparents needed in order to, in order to, I don't want to say the word survive, because it's not the survive, but to, to feel comfortable, to feel comfortable. Our, our parents and grandparents didn't need the things that we, we feel that we need. My father, Ad Hayyayim, always looks at air conditioning as being a, a, a luxury. Air conditioning is a luxury. Do we look at air conditioning? I don't mean in the winter, I mean in the summer. Do we look, do we look at air conditioning as being something which is a luxury? Look at air conditioning as a Yisoyed HaChayim. And if a person doesn't have an air conditioner, and it's a humid day, it's a hot day, it's, it's, it, we look at it as if it's not Shaykh to live. It can't go on like that. And, and how could it be that we're in such a matzav? And, 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 and it's very, very hard for us because we're shvach, we're, we're weak. And the same thing when it comes to many, many things in Gashim is the type of homes that we have and the, and the foods that we eat. So Tzimei says, okay, to say that it's a shvach ador, and therefore it's our dvarm. Therefore, there, there are many things, there, there are many things that we need that we now consider to be absolute necessities. That certainly, by our parents and our grandparents, would have been outrageously, you know, uh, uh, overdone and never ever expected by our parents and grandparents. But we feel already that we need these things. We need these things. If somebody doesn't have a car, it's like he's not from the yeshuv. He's not. He's not the normal person. If he doesn't have a car. How are you supposed to live if you don't have a car and so on and so forth? That there are things that became to us that they became absolutely necessary. Even with our additional needs, the children can can feel. And again, Rabbi is not advocating living in poverty, and he's not saying that people shouldn't have air conditioners or cars or anything like that. He's saying it's a shvach We're a weak generation, and we need these things. But the question is whether or not the children feel and they see in the lives of their parents that this is all part of the bigger picture of of, of serving Hashem as Baruch of, of being of being Avde Hashem or whether this is something that is taking them away from Hashem Kol HaDvarim HaElu All these things have a tremendous Hashpah tremendous influence the children are watching and they see how this father, how, do they, how does their father walk in the street? How does he conduct himself? How does he dress? How does he act? Where does he go? How does he, how, what does he buy? How does he act in the store? When he's going someplace, how careful is he as far as Kedusha and the places that he goes to the place and how he stays away from certain places. So you have, so the same child that's, that's taught from the very, very beginning, the child is put in, the boy is put into an all-boys all school. And the girl, the parents are careful and they want to put the girl in a place where she's only with girls. So the children are waiting to see, are my parents also mocked? You can give them a speech, well, well, it's different when you're older, you know, of course. When you're older, then you're allowed to socialize, and you're mature enough to understand. 
They don't understand that at all. They just see my parents are my parents are very mockbid that I'm in an all girls school or I'm in an all boys school and an all girls camp and an all boys camp. And, and that my parents have a hakpada, or even if it's a school where there, where there are boys and girls in the same school, but for, that, that by a certain age they have classes for girls, and the boys have classes, and the children, and the children see that they, apparently this is the Ratzon Hashem, this must be God's will. My parents obviously are serious about this, and they feel that, I sh- that we're supposed to be in a, in a what? That we're supposed to be in an environment of Kedusha and Tahara, and the children from an early age associate holiness with separation. Why? Because their parents are mockbid, and the school's mockbid, and the camp is mockbid, and even those camps, even those camps with Khalil, where there are colored camps, so they, they, they try, they try to keep the boys on, uh, on one side of the lake, so I don't know, on one side of the forest, and the girls on the other side, and, and to make believe that they don't know that there are all kinds of meetings that are taking place in the forest. <laughs> so, all right, but. But, they, but even in those places, that they, even those places where Hashem Yerachim, they don't, they don't pay attention to this Indian as much as they should. But they're still trying to make some sort of a hacker. You know, they try to make some sort of a separation. So the children understand it. There must be this big thing, as an Indian, like by Jews, that they have boys and girls separate. And then if they see that, they're, then they're watching to see, how are my parents with this Indian? We can make believe this is not, this is not happening, but, I mean, it is. So... How are my parents with this Indian? How does my father talk to someone else's wife? How does my mother talk to somebody else's husband? How, they, how do they act? When, is, there a, is there a shmir? Is there kedusha? Is there tznias in terms of how they act? And this, this makes a much, much bigger ration on a kid than whether or not my, my mother's hat is an inch higher, an inch lower, or whether she has this sleeve a little bit like this, a little bit like that. The whole hanhag of kedusha. Of course, everything's important. But the whole hanhag of kedusha, that the children understand, and they begin to get mixed messages. So, in many situations, and that's what's happening nowadays, so much of this I see, and the kids are bitter about it because the kids talk about it later on. There are many, many kids that have tainus. One of the biggest tainus that, that I'm picking up from boys and girls when I talk to them, I mean 16, 17, 18-year-old, 20-year-old, when I'm talking to them is that my parents are hypocrites. This is a constant... This is a constant theme that I see, that I'm hearing over the years. I've spoken to thousands of chevra. My parents are phonies. My parents are hypocrites. Some even say my teachers are... But more with the parents, because the parents, they see... 24 hours. Thank God they don't see the teachers 24 hours. When I say thank God, I'm not. I'm only talking about a meet of a meet of parents and teachers. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mean God forbid that this is a, the general way. Most most parents and most teachers are wonderful and doing the right thing and they're acting the right way 24 hours, and, and I'm certainly nobody to speak. But I'm saying, but a child. But I'm hearing this over and over from the kids. My parents expect certain things from me, and they made a whole bit. I just had a, somebody that just the other day came to talk to me about this. My, he says that there was a, there was a, a very hush of a young lady that told me, it's not, not from our shul, but somebody that came to speak to me that said that, that, uh, that she's listening from the room, she hears her father yelling at her little brother that he's, uh, he's going to be a nothing because he's not learning the chumash, and the father's screaming and yelling at her brother. And while, she, while he's screaming and yelling at the brother, she is on the internet because she has to do something for college, and, and the father left something behind on the internet, something disgustingly inappropriate that he was looking at the night before. So here's a young lady, a hush of a young lady. She's sitting in the, she's sitting in one room, reading something, and and, uh, and there was a picture also that the father was Isaac in the night before, 
He's in the next room screaming that you're a shegis, you're not from, you're going to be an Amharitz. You have to learn, you have to learn, you have to learn. So what do you think these kids are thinking? It's a very extreme situation. None of us, Khalila, would ever be next on such a thing. But it's, it's, I mean, she never dreamt this would happen either. So what did she come to? She says, my father, she said to me, Baha'u'llah, these are the words. She says, I hate him. Why? She feels that she was tricked. She was deceived. Here she has a person that's yelling at her for the last, for the last 18 years about her sleeves, about her stockings, about her this, about her that, about doing her homework and bang, being a basi someone, being a basi and all of these things. And then she says, in one second, the whole thing is oiskishpilt, finished. One second, one button on a machine, the whole picture is 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 completely is completely ruined. That was a very sudden thing. She was picking up on Simonim signs of signs of hypocrisy over all the years. She saw hypocrisy. How did the parents talk to each other? So you could again you could send them to school and they and they and they're going to beautiful classes all about Midas about Midas. And then and then Khalila in the house if they hear that a father talks to that if her, the father talks to the mother in a way that's not with their heritage, that's not with Masikas, that's not with Naimas, that's not pleasant, that's not kind. Or if God forbid the mother talks to the father in a way that's 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 uh, that, that's uh, without their heritage, without covet. So then, that's the biggest base medrash in the world. Every kid, 24 hours a day, is living in a base medrash. And either and he's going to come to the conclusion that something is wrong, something is not right. Either either the terror is true and my parents are phonies, or God forbid the alternative we don't want to talk about. That alternative is also not so good. So th- this is the site of, of the entire chinuch. I mean, we've spoken about this a million times. Obviously, it can't be emphasized enough. So that's what he's saying here. There's no stronger way to protect a child. That when you and I, there was like to be parents, that our children watch us and they see how are we. What do we read? What are the books that we have? So what do children think when the parents read certain books and magazines, and when the kid picks up that book and magazine in the house, the parents say, no, 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 that's not for you. Oh, we didn't know that Moshe Rabbeinu gave two tires in High Sinai. See, I'm not talking about because it's very philosophical and deep. Like if, if you have on the table sitting a Noim Elimelech or something, and then you say, no, no, that, that's not for you. He explained this to Noim Elimelech. You know, we, we want you to learn this, and I'll learn it with you, but it's very deep. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about magazines and newspapers. I'm talking about oh, I'm talking about all these catalogs that the women think that there's some sort of a hat there for the women to have these catalogs and that they have these little 12, 13, 14 year old girls walking around and they leave these catalogs all over the house and reach the thick of things and they tell the girl, the girl t- wants to take a look, why shouldn't she? And my, my mother looks at this, so the, so the girl picks it, no! So why not? You're not old enough. What does that mean? I'm not old enough. So what you're saying is that this, that this is mutter, it becomes mutter at some point. That's not true. It doesn't become mutter at any point. It, has, it doesn't become permitted when you're older. So the child becomes confused. They just don't understand. They don't have. And then we try to, you know, so then all the explanations are different. They don't, they don't, we, don't, we don't understand ourselves. We can't really explain why is there a different standard for them and for us. Or if a, or if a parent is, is watching certain things and this is not for you. If it's not for you, if it's not for me, it's not for you either. What am I, I'm not, we're, we're all hidden, no? We're all given the turn has Sinai. So this explanation that there are certain things that are not for children, but they're okay for parents, that explanation is completely from the secular world. 
anything that you or I would want would not want our children to see, it means we shouldn't be seeing it either. I'm not talking about something which is complicated or advanced, obviously, or something on the news about, God forbid, something a tragedy. I understand that there's something that you know what we would try to protect them from hearing things that would be distressing and upsetting regarding something benegay to the news. I'm not talking about that. That's obvious. I'm talking about stunt entertainment. There's much entertainment. So watching a show. So it's not for me. So why is it for you? This is this is something that that we are constantly, constantly being being asked by Shemesbrook, why do you think that there's a different standard? It says in this week's parasha, Rayim Sakarlis, it says that when Hashem when gave us the Torah in Hasinai, we saw the sounds, right? So, and the Gemara says, I mean, we don't know what that means, how do you see a sound? Rayim Sakarlis. So I'll say that it's a, it was an amazing thing that we were able to hear, we were able to see that which is normally heard. Sounds are normally just heard. But at, when the Torah was given in Hasinai, this parasha, we saw the sounds. So I was thinking, maybe that's what it means. It's not enough for our children to hear about being Jewish, to hear about Yiddishkeit. They have to see our voices. You understand what I mean? They have to see the voices. They have to see the, that it's not just um, it's not just some that we're talking. They have to see. They have to see the sounds that what we're saying is it, it's it's in our lives that we're living this way. We're, we're authentic, and children can accept. Every child is forgiving. They're much more forgiving than adults. And every child can forgive a parent for an occasional slip-up. We forgive them, they forgive us. A mistake, an occasional mistake. But, but children can see there's a certain pattern. They can see there's a certain mahalach. And, and it's not a question of forgiving. They just come to the conclusion that their parents are hypocrites. And when they, and when they come to that conclusion, God forbid, if a child comes to the conclusion, my parent is a hypocrite, then the whole binyan, the whole building begins to crumble. That doesn't mean anything anymore, what you say. And now we're talking about damage control, that maybe they'll admire some teacher, some rebbe, and they'll try to emulate that rebbe. That would be already a big mitzvah, if it'll work out. But in terms of the l'chadchil, of how we're supposed to mechanechat children, this is what he's saying. The students are always watching the rebbe. How does, the, how does my Rebbe conduct himself? How does my teacher talk? How does she act? How does he act? And so on. How, how careful is he with being, with, with being meaning pure and holy? In terms of his edelkeit, in terms of, in terms, you know, you know how many times I've heard young ladies tell me, all I ever hear from my parents, I should be edel, I should be edel, I should be edel. But I can hear my mother, you can hear my mother a block away, yapping and, 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 and you know, on the phone. From a block away, but I have to be edel. I hear this all the time. I'm, I'm supposed to be able. You're not going to get a shidduch. You're not able. Able, 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 able. Uh, in Barapak, idle. I hear able. <laughs> but you're not the, the, the idle kite, the able kite. What's going to be? You're not able. You're not able in school. Able kite. Every girl, able kite. This is, this is what they're hearing all the time about being able. Able is a beautiful thing. Be gentle. And they don't know all the chilukim. So, so what's wrong with the mother having a lot of kind of, was so bad? What's so terrible? They don't understand all the chilukim. To them, it's not able. And they're being told to be able. That's what it means, eichu adin. To see if the, to see if the, if the rebbe, if the teacher, the, the children are watching, is he gentle? Is there, is there a gentleness to him? Eichu kol kulam ha-yayim In terms of the kedusha of how, the, of how he conducts himself, 
Kach Meir Matan That's how the Torah is shining. That's how it's given over to the children. The Kol Mashuhu Umashuhu Tahara. Any little tiny drop of Tahara, of pureness. Is able to be to influence and to illuminate that the child should feel the holiness and the pureness of Hashem's Torah, Hashem's words. That's the first thing. There was, a, there was somebody who came to the Divrechaim. Divrechaim is the sons of Somebody who had, he was a, a young parent, young father, he had a couple little kids, and he came to the Divrechaim, and he asked the Divrechaim, to please daven, he says, Rabbi, please daven for me that I should be able to be mechanech my children properly. Yes, the Rabbi, please daven that I should I should be a good father. I should be mechanech my children properly. So the Dibur Chaim said to him, Now you're coming to me. You should have come to me. He said, You should have come to me many many years ago. You should have asked me how could you be an erlechayid. You should have sought out my advice. How could you make yourself into a, into a greater Jew? He says, Mimela, if you would have worked on yourself in the earlier years to be a greater Jew, so the Mimela, there would be no problem, and the chinuch of your children would be 100% kesed. So now what you want, like this, you want to be able to, you establish for yourself a certain way of life. And you're enjoying your way of life. And you want to live this way. And you think you can go to the rabbi, you can put down a kvittal and a couple of rubles, right? I could put down a couple of dollars with a kvittal, rabbi daven for my children, they should be good Jews. So rabbi says, you have, to come, you have to come years ago to talk to me about how you could be a good Jew. Because if you'll be a good Jew, and you'll be consistent, you'll be Erlich, you'll be Ben Torah, then your children be Hashem. I mean, there are many, many things that can influence a child nowadays, even in the best families with the best chinuch. But, but that works more than any tefillah. That the parents themselves, that they should live a certain way. And, and, and that's what it means. We saw last week in Parshas Bo. So it says at the beginning of the Parsha, Lamantis Saper Baoznei Bincha or Ben Bincha. Right? Hashem's Baruch tells us that that the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim of all the miracles will be told. We should tell our children and our children's children. Right? Bincha, your son, or Ben Bincha, and your grandson. Meaning to tell all the children and the grandchildren. As I share what I did, what I, what I did in Egypt, and all the miracles I did, and at the end of the pasuk is kini Hashem, and you shall know that I am Hashem. So tell me, what's the problem with the with the grammar of that pasuk? Again, Hashem is says, I want you to tell the story of what, everything that happened. Tell it to your to your children, to your grandchildren. Viyadatem, and you shall know that I am Hashem. What's the problem? What should it say? Even forget the Hebrew. In English, it shouldn't say, and you shall know. What should it say? And they shall know, because you're talking about the kids. Lamat esapa ba'oznei bincha ba'bincha sasher salat mitzrayim ve'asos asayah shesamti ba'am It should say, v'yeidu k'ani Hashem. You shall tell your children and your grandchildren so that they, they will know that I am Hashem. But the Pesach doesn't say that. The Pesach says, tell your children and your grandchildren and you will know that I am Hashem. It's interesting. So I don't remember. I, I don't remember where I saw this in, in some say for a long time ago. But he says a gavaldiga thing. He says that that if your children and grandchildren are hearing the story, if they're able to pick up on the story of Hashem, meaning to be Jews, you know why? 
It's because v'yedatem k'ani Hashem. It's because you know that I am God. If the parents know, the kids will pick up on it. So it comes out like this. Hashem says, tell over the story to your children, to your grandchildren, and all the miracles that I did in Egypt and so on. And you want to know the most successful way to give over the story of being a Jew? The story doesn't mean stories, myself. It means what it means to be a Jew. You know the most successful way to give over the story is not with speeches. It's and if you, the parents, know that I am God, in other words, if I am the most important thing in your lives, then the story will get across. They'll, they'll hear the story. Even if, you're not a, even if you're not a person that has a lot of words to say, and you're not, and you're not articulate, and you don't know how to, you know, and you didn't, uh, you didn't prepare the medrash says for the Shabbos table or something, don't worry. If you know the Yadatim, then, then the Sipur, the story that you tell the kids, by every single action, by everything that you're doing, you'll be mashpia to the children. Again, mostly in the generations of our parents and grandparents, they were not so much bigger than speeches and shiurim. What do you think? You, you think our grandmothers went to shiurim or something? Maybe if they were, if you have anybody here that was in Germany. In Germany, the religious Jews, there was such a hasaga, you know. Started in Poland already, not such a long time ago. But there was such a thing to go to shiurim. It's not like this. Not shiurim. But there was v'yedat and k'yene hashem. There was this absolute certainty and knowledge that there's a Rabbani Shalom and that feeling of closeness to Hashem that the mothers and the fathers, even those who were not learned who knew much less than we know to a large extent, they knew less than we know especially when it came to the women, there were no schools at all they knew much less than all of you know but, but the adaptive Kene Hashem but there was this feeling of closeness to Hashem and there was a consistency in how they conducted themselves but on the Chaveru there was a consistency. So the Yedatem Kiani Hashem. So then Lamantisar, but then the children and the grandchildren heard this. They didn't hear it. It's like I said before. They were able to see the sounds. They not necessarily hear the sounds because not all parents or grandparents, and certainly in the older generations, were necessarily articulate, and they didn't have they didn't have any tape libraries in those days. So how was Yiddishkeit given over? They didn't have tapes, they didn't have tables, they didn't have any video, they didn't have any... Garnish. So how, how is it possible that people put on film and that the, and, and, and that the girls, uh, that the girls let Shabbos candles? If it wasn't somebody, that nobody told them on a tape, you have to light Shabbos candles. And nobody gave a whole beautiful explanation from the Sfasemis and the Balatani of what Shabbos means and so on. And it was, which is all beautiful, it's all very nice, and Baruch Hashem, our generation is very to hear these things, it's Kavaldi. But in terms, of, in terms of how it was given over, the children looked to see... And they picked up and they felt v'yedatem, if you know. That's why it says in Devarim, later on, it says in Unbelievable, the Pesach says, Hanistaris l'Hashem alokeinu, those things that are hidden and known only to Hashem. There are things in life that are hidden and known only Hashem knows what's inside. Then it goes on, v'haniglos l'onu l'vaneinu, and that which is revealed to ourselves and our children. Last is called the Atikitas and Tayyatar. So one of the Tzadikim said like this, all of us want that our children and that our grandchildren, that the generation should live lives of Torah. That they should live lives of Torah and keep halach and keep mitzvahs. What's the, what's the most powerful way to guarantee that that's going to be? So the tzaddik explained, What's going to primarily determine whether or not our children and our grandchildren and future generations are holy and are keeping, that are keeping the Torah, is 
how are we, who are we, when nobody in the world sees us, only Hashem? Like that, like that, like that girl's father the night before on the internet. Unfortunately, he never realized that somebody else was going to see it. Hanistaris, that which is hidden in us, in Avodis Hashem, if a person's hidden, hidden essence is what Vyadatim Kenya Hashem is, is Hashem's Baruch, is Yiddishkai, then that's going to be revealed in the lives of the children. If a parent is just living a life of Yiddishkai, but Hanistaris, but in the heart, the most important thing is not Yiddishkai. So the tzaddikim say that that will become that will become revealed in the children. It will come out in the lives of the children. You might be able to get away with it, and you act a certain way, you conduct yourself a certain way, but the next generation, and certainly the third generation, what was inside of us is going to emerge in our children and in our grandchildren. A person has to make a cheshmer. Who I am and what I am when nobody in the world is watching. Only the Baruch Shalom. And there's no one in the world that will ever find out. There's no cameras, there's no one that's reporting, there's no one that... Only the Baruch Shalom. It's like Yosef at Sadiq in Mitzrayim Mamish. That's why Yosef at Sadiq said, He said, take out my bones. Atzmoisa means from the word Atzmi, it's my essence. And also from the word Atzmo, which means by himself. That the highest avoid of Yosef at Sadiq was that there was nobody else in the world, only Yosef at Sadiq. There was no other Jew in Mitzrayim, just Yosef at Sadiq. And he did what he had to do. And he said, take that with you, wherever you are in life. That you have to be a Jew 24 hours. Whether they're watching you, whether they're not watching you. Whether you think your children see you, or you think your children don't see you. Because who you are when you're by yourself. How you conduct yourself when you're by yourself. That's going to come out in the lives of the children. That's what's going to emerge in their lives. What's nistaris by us is niglis. What's hidden in us is going to, and, and how we are when we're hidden from the world is what's going to be nigla. It's going to be revealed in, in, the, in the lives of the children. Obviously, there are a million things to talk about in this Nakuda. The second, Hadar Vashayni, the bottom of page Yudalit. This is a Hemshaf, really, it's a connection of the, uh, of the first thing. Hadar Vashayni, Ladabri, Mayaladim, Kesayda, Kal Yalav, Kal Talmud, Lafidar Goso, Lahahavil, Esinyani, Elamazet. It's what he was saying before is that it's not. It's not only just that the children should see in our behavior what's important, what are our priorities, but it means even to, to make certain comments from time to time. Again, he's going to say that we have to be careful about how we say these things. But, to, to explain it, to show it, to make comments, to indicate that, 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 uh, that, that there are things that maybe in the rest of the world are taken very, very seriously. It's it's Havel Havalim, it's Narishkai. It's just Narishkai. The whole the whole United States of America, maybe even beyond the United States of America, we're making a tumult last week about about a, a tumor, something that happened on the television last week that was a tumor by the football game. And and the whole and I had I had a student of mine called me to ask me about the whole and what's gonna be, what's gonna be. It's not it's not worth it's not worth wasting one's breath. On the Havel Havolim, on the Narish kind. Unless you could teach a lesson. Unless everybody could, could make a point. Obviously, to make a point, if you're talking to students, talking to other Jews, and you need to be machazic something, it's Havel Havolim. This is what the whole America was thinking about last week. It's Havel Havolim. It's, it's, it's a Pachad Mamish. 
I was saying yesterday morning at the Chassidish, yeah, yesterday morning at the I was talking, uh, in the, in the, uh, in the Mamar from Dalatan you were learning. So I, I mentioned, did I mention this to you last time that I heard on the radio, but I heard on the radio, on the news, that there was a, um, there was a woman, some kind of expert, for, I don't know. She, she says she's an expert, I guess they put on the radio, because she has some credentials. So, what was she saying? She was talking about how, when, when you have people, a, a man and a woman, that they get a divorce, the one that suffers most from the divorce is the pet. <laughs> this is what I heard on the radio. There was a woman who was interviewing, she said like this, she said that people don't realize, and it's a terrible tragedy, that people don't realize that when, the, when there's a divorce, that, that all of a sudden, this dog, this cat, whatever it is, I don't know if it goes to turtles or things, but the dog certainly, that the dog is depressed, Mom is depressed, and the dog is walking around like not being himself, and this and this is something that people should think about before they before they they they, they take this step. What effect is going to have on the on the hunt on the dog? So I was I was listening to this and I was driving the car and I you know so I always try to learn from everything and then I'm going to come talk to the chaver about it and see like what can we but I just said like the Baruch Shalom said Mashiach I don't I don't know what's going to be like what what's the what's the talk about she was using that tone of voice like you know like a whining and the whole thing was like I can't even explain like you know like like you don't understand you know and this is terrible and this is people don't realize the effect this has. Has, trying to make she's she's from the Bronx but she's trying to feel like she's from Boston you know what I'm saying like she went someplace to some Ivy League school and she's giving a, she's talking on the radio she thinks the whole world is sugar not that I don't have, not that we don't the Torah tells us that we have to have Rachmanis of course we Rachmanis on that this is the tragedy of divorce number that there's, that there's a behemoth that, 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 that doesn't understand how come this, 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 this person's not in the house. Okay, whatever. So, so go. So she's, I, she must have, she has a, maybe she's a therapist and she talks to them and she works with them. I don't know what. But it's, yeah, a person, it's, it's, a, the children have to realize, and again, it has to be in a delicate, Havel Havolim. Narishkeit. And I was saying, you think that the, you think that the, that the disgusting thing that happened by the, by the football game at halftime, that's the big, big avla, that's the most disgusting thing. The whole thing is havel havolam. Why would a religious person sit and watch grown men running around in their, you'll excuse me, in their gajkas, tackling each other and jumping on each other? The whole thing is crazy. It's crazy. If a person stops and thinks about it, why would a God-fearing person want to see grown men jumping and hurting each other and tackling and, and all because this one has to get the ball over there? The whole thing is totally crazy. And we and, and the only reason that the only reason that we buy into this is because we grew up in America and so they're like, yo, it's like of course, of course, of course. But what if the, what if you take the Chavis Chaim into there? And you say you say, Rabbi, I want to show you something. What about the Chavis Chaim? What's in here? <laughs> the Chavis Chaim is hundred percent he's unaffected. He he doesn't have any of our baggage. It's just a shtick tired of Chavis Chaim is Maimon Hasinai. Chavis Chaim is Maimon Hasinai. So you can say all these things about like this, and you know, it's very important because everybody needs an outlet. And you know, boys will be boys, and men will be men. And everybody has to have this outlet. And isn't this a wonderful thing? Because if not, they'd be beating up their wives or something. So then you give them this place, it's Kavaldi, they, they can run around in the field and hurt each other. And if not, who knows, there would be, the whole world would be nechav, would be destroyed from these people. I mean, you can say all the drushes you like. It's crazy. 
It's the mishug in the world. I mean, I don't have to give you examples. Every one of us knows. The, the only thing is that's, that because we got so used to craziness, you don't, you don't even realize. You don't even realize things that... Things that and it's important to point out. Not to become a negative person, but it's important from time to time. That's what he's saying. To, to point out that, that the children should understand this. What's, what's important and what's not important. And when they see that... And like I was talking to the, the other day, so when they see that, that, the, that the, when, the, when the father comes home from shul, uh, so the father comes home from shul, so they see that what that the father, uh, when it comes to what did the rabbi talk about, ah, that, then he starts to make fun, and says like this, like that, and this is not, then he doesn't agree with this. Or they see that what, during Haftar, you have the father doesn't even stay, you have these, you have these fathers that go to, 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 to drink or something, uh, they call in America a kiddush club. Uh, 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 it's crazy. What does that mean? In the middle of a half Torah, what does it mean? That the Navi Yeshaya came to this world. According to the, the, the Tzaddikim tells us that when you're reading half Torah, means the Navi Yeshaya is Mamish talking to us. The Navi Yirmiya is talking to us. The Baruch Shalom is talking to us. Does it make sense that, 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 that what, an Orthodox Jew would go someplace and, 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 and make some, Al-Kain, Baruch Hashem, Zem, Shabbos, Gav, Shai, saying Hashem's words, and makes Kiddush when the Navi's talking? The whole thing is totally outrageous. We got so used to it that people are sitting in a shul and stomachs. What is this? Crazy. The Bereshulans, it's his house, it's his place. It's filled with Kedusha. Jews, Jews were, were, were locked up in shuls and were set on fire by our enemies because they understood that this is the place where a Jew belongs. This is the site of a Jew, is, to, is a shul. And they burned us, our Kedusha Hashem. And instead, and a person could stand there in the basement while they're eating Haftar downstairs, hiding like a little kid. You have grown men that hide like little children. And they sing, Al-Kain, Bersim, Shabbos, Ketzer, the rabbi didn't know that. And they make, and they make a glass of schnapps, and they have a little bit, and then they go off for Musaf. What is this, crazy? But we, don't, we, we got so used to things. What does it mean? Bechlal, what does it mean? So once the Yudhavarishim gives a yantiv, it's called Purim. Isn't it wonderful? That's an outlet. But what does Purim mean? It's not what we think. I mean, what does Purim mean? It's the whole need of Adelayada. The, the, the whole in of Purim is that, is that we, that Jews get dressed up and wear costumes and we understand that the whole thing is, this whole world is a mask. The whole world is a galacht, it's a joke, the whole world is, a, is the whole world is, is just a costume, is, ma- is making believe. That's what it means, Adalayada. Adalayada means until you reach that level, what? Well, this world doesn't mean anything to you. Well, you realize that it's Adalayada. The whole thing is crazy. And that's the need of a little bit, of, a little bit of something on Purim to take to a person. It's not, not what they made of it. They already made some chastar to make kiddush, to make Purim. The Purim became like the whole set of Purim is drinking to act crazy and all of this. So the, the whole need of, of Adlayada is that to realize that this world is Havel Havalim. So they make a whole, the whole America is up in arms about, about what happened on television. And what about, the, I, I, what about the show that it happened in? Or what about the football of the show? So what's the reason to spoil? The whole thing is crazy. So we ha- our children have to hear from us. They have to know from us that there are things in the world that th- that are crazy. That's what he's saying. Sometimes you have to tell them the fairish. Like many many parents, maybe had to sit down with their kids and explain to them. You know what happened? If they're watching the television, what happened? So I'm just like, what are all the fathers saying to the kids? Like they had this whole father son, you know, Super Bowl thing. 
But they advertise already in shuls, in different places, in kosher restaurants, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. So now you can have, and I'm thinking this past week, now all these fathers have to explain, like, well, it's not what we meant. I never expected that to happen. We just wanted to see a football game. But this is all where things are, this is, this, and that's true. No, of course that they didn't, they never got to have meant such a, but who says that, the, who says that the whole thing is Bechlal kosher? Where does it say the Bechlal is kosher? And it's not Havel Havalim, it's not Irish kind. And if a kid and if a kid sees that his father could never get to shul on time, there are there are boys and girls that grow up in America and other places as well, where they never ever saw their father get to shul for the breakfast in the morning on a Shabbos. During the week they usually don't know what's going on, but on the Shabbos they never saw their fathers being shul on time. How, how, what does that mean? But you could be sure by the Super Bowl, the, the, you know the. The opening punt, everybody, the opening kickoff, everybody's, everybody's there. They made all the hachanis. Not only that, they have all different things. Everything's ready. The potato chips, the, the drinks, and all, you know, so the, the gatel and everything was, and everybody's all ready and they went to the mikveh. But when it comes, but when it comes to, but when it comes to the, when it comes to shul, there are children that never ever saw their fathers go to shul on time. So what does that mean? It means that, that means that davening is not so important. They feel they have, they have to go, sir. But they're walking around. The kids see. Sure, they know. They know shuls at whatever it is, eight thirty, quarter to nine. So shuls, shuls at eight thirty. His father's walking around the house. Eight thirty. He's like, you know, put, put it on his tie, and he, and he has to have a coffee, and he's looking. He's looking whatever the newspaper. So what do the kids think? This is this is this is what this is the, the most basic part of chinuch. And you know why it's the most the most ignored? Because it's the hardest part of chinuch. It's it's so much easier to criticize principals and teachers. It's so much easier to have tightness about the curriculum. And if I would be the principal, huh? that's not the chinuch. The main chinuch of the parents is not if you is not being a principal or a teacher. The main chinuch of the par- of the parents is to live holy Jewish lives. And I, my father didn't give me long speeches. Not that it worked. I'm not saying it worked so well with me. But but the, it wasn't speeches. That's not how. That's not what we heard. There weren't drushes. And it's just a giving over of the truth because of who you are, and sensing that, and knowing that 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 when it comes to things, let's say when it comes to honesty and business and money, things like this, that that you see that you, that, that for the children to see that the parents are elich, that the parents are careful, that they that they that they're with. Anything that there's a chash that doesn't belong to them, God forbid, they're careful. They're careful of somebody else's things. The children see this. So he says, The main thing is that you don't have to necessarily tell the kids beferish about, but they see ha'aba mesaper ma'ise okshemadabrim on the next page says vav ma'ise inyan derech agav shebebchinais yidus l'derech agav yesh hashpaat sumiyaisa. With with children, very often what he's saying is that you don't have to spell things out for them about some of the negative things in the world. I would never talk to kids the way I just spoke to, you know, this, these kind of things. But you know, the children, in a way that in a way that they sense in you, they hear, they pick up from you that there are things that are not for them, things that are not good. This is a tremendous, tremendous shmirah. This helps the children in, in an unbelievable way. Vador Ashlishi, on page Tezvav, the third thing. Listen, this is, it's all one thing really, but look at the words. A child has to see that the parents' Yiddishkeit is mamish b'nafsho. 
What does that mean, Mamash Benafsha? It means, not that it's in his soul. Mamash Benafsha means that my parents would die for Yiddishkeit. Mamash Benafsha. Mamash Benafsha. My, my, my wife remembers when she was little and my, my in-laws lived in a neighborhood because my father had a job somewhere that wasn't, that wasn't, there wasn't the yeshiva really there. It's not like it wasn't, like it is now. In New York, the yeshiva is pretty close to almost any neighborhood in, in New York. In those days it wasn't so much. And they lived someplace and there wasn't, there wasn't the yeshiva that was nearby. And my, my mother-in-law, my mother-in-law, my wife told me how, how her mother would, would go on the bus for hours. They didn't have transportation. She would go on buses with the, with the, with the kids, take them to yeshiva, and then go back home, do what she had to do, and then again, nachamol, buses, hours, to go pick them up and bring them home. That's better than any speech. The kid sees this is my, that my that this is the nafshah. This is this this is her mamish her life, and it was her life. It was it was probably altogether like it was like six eight hours. It was like six hours. Right? It was it was the you know a, a big chunk of the day, but it's not negotiable. This is who we are, and it's the It's the They see what the parents that the Yiddish kite is mamish the and that's why, that's why the English Pesach and making Pesach if it's possible. I'm not, but it's benafshan. My parents' Yiddishkeit is mysterious nefesh. And there's nothing that means more to them than Yiddishkeit. That's the Yiddishkeitish. The children know how important it is for you. How desperate you are that they should be, that they should be holy. Parents know that. The parents know that you're letting them watch certain shows, if that's the situation. I'm not talking about you, I'm saying... Children know that their parents are letting them get away with things. The children know that the parents are letting them, that the parents are okay with that, with things that are not conducive to holiness. That means that my parents are not... It's not benafshan that I should be holy. It's not benafshan. All Yaakov Avinu was worried about was Oid Yosef Benichai. All Yaakov Avinu was worried about was is my son is Yosef a tzaddik still a tzaddik? That's all. And as it says in the Svarim, that what as he says, at Kamish is a leman chayacha. Segeitmer and Leibn, says, Kach Yeshua, that's a kershul hashpa, that the attitude of Yaakov was, that if my, son is, if my son is not a tzaddik, I don't want him to be alive anymore. That sounds scary. That does sound scary. I don't want it. I once mentioned to you that, that the briskerov, Zechisak Levracha, that before he died, we have this conversation that he had with Rav Shach. All of a sudden. So if Shach was a Talmud of the Biskarov, and he saw that Biskarov was very, seemed to be very downhearted. And, and, uh, and the end was near. And Rav Shach says, Rabbi, Rabbi, what is it? What's, what's, what's wrong? Meaning, what's, what's upsetting you? You look like you... So, so he said, you know, the children, the children. Biskarov's an old man. It's my children. So if Shach said, the children? He said, Baruch Hashem, the children of Tzadikim. It's Tzadikim. So Biskarov said, I escaped from Europe 
I had 13 children. I think that's the amount. Seven of them and myself, we were able to get out. The other, the others remained. So this is what the Biskorov said. I'm not going to be comfortable with it. He said, he said like this. If I knew for sure that they were killed, I'm a Kabbalist. I accept the din of Hashem. My children were killed. But every single day, since the war, till this day, I can't live thinking that maybe one of my children or more of them are, in a, are someplace in a convent or in a monastery. It's a Kenish I can't, I can't come to terms with this. If he's dead, Gemarnu. Not to be a Yid, I can't. It's benafshe. Being a Jew is not like an extra thing. My kid is from, my kid learns Torah. It's benafshe. This is, this is the whole tachlis of being in the world. And to, have, and to, and to bring it through a diverse of Jews, it's benafshe. Listen to what he says. Let's just finish with this last thing. I heard from a Jew, a mice that happened in a certain home. Then what? The one of the children put on something, the clothing, that wasn't proper. That wasn't Shana Hashem. wasn't according to the, what those parents understood to be the halacha, the will of Hashem. So the father came home from, from Beis Madrash. And he saw the kid was dressed improperly. The father didn't say anything. He saw the child dressed away. He turned white. He turned white. It looked like he was going to pass out. And you can be sure it's not like any of the things that they're wearing around on television. It wasn't anything like that, I'm sure. And it looked like he was going to pass out. He came home from Shul's Friday night, or whatever Shabbos. He didn't, and he didn't say anything. He, he, he looked like he was going to faint. And he gathered, his, he gathered himself. And he went to make Kiddush. And the child went to change. There was nothing else to talk. He didn't, there was no talking about it. And this, apparently, this kid told over that it made a hashpah, made a roshim on him his entire life, because the kid saw that. There was no faking it. The kid saw the father push it. He, the father didn't give him a speech and yell at him. What's the matter? The father just turned white, and he, but he held himself not to criticize. But he saw that the, he saw that the father, that the father was going to pass out. That's it. wasn't one word. To see the sounds. Didn't hear a word. The father didn't say anything. He saw that the father, Mamish, couldn't live like that. Couldn't live like that. He says, why? He says, he says, Because the child sees that this is Benavsha, that my father's life, this is his Mamish's life, this is worse than putting a knife, God forbid, in, in his stomach. The most natural instinct of a child is to want to make the parents happy, to want the parents to feel good, to make the parents proud of them. That's the most natural instinct of a child. To make his parents and his teachers proud. He wants the he wants the father, the mother to 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 be to be happy. By the mother, the teacher. If the kid sees, it's not just a question of drushes. My father gives me speeches about things. The father didn't say a word in this case. Didn't say a word. Why? Because sometimes the father says because he has to say. Or the mother has to say. You know, this is not right. This is not right. That's what he's saying. In this story, what he's saying is that that wasn't it at all. It's just the kid saw that this touches upon the essence of my father's life.
This is the most important thing to him in his life. This is the meaning. This is the Sipa is an expression. Means this is the, this is that which is the very essence of his soul. As the father doesn't have to say a word. The mother doesn't have to say a word. It has a hashpa. It makes a tremendous ration when the kids see that this is benafshim. When the kids not when the, when, the, when the boy you know to, to, he should want to learn more. It's benafshay of the parents. Not just to give a little, not a little talk, uh, did you learn today, did you chaz? But they see that there's nothing that's more important to the parents. There's nothing that's more important. And if it means, and if it means taking, taking a boy, let's say that there's an extra learning at night, there's extra, there's extra learning to go when the boys start to get a little bit older, they, they, they go to Bismedrish at night, it's a schlep. You go, oh, you, you, it's the last thing in the world you want to do is to go out, to have to, to, have to get dressed and go out in the car. And it's freezing cold to drive your kid to Bismedrish, right? And then the kids say, you have to drive the kid to Bismedrish, and then you have to pick him up an hour and a half later, right? It's the hardest thing, you couldn't find any carpool, nobody else. And your kid, and your kid has a chesed to learn, or you know that your kid would like to learn, or you know it would be good for your kid to learn. There's nobody in the world that knows only you, your kid, and the Rabbanishlam. That you're the one that puts on the coat. And then you go to the Bismedrish, and you take the kid, and you drive him at night, and you, and you tell the kid, this is not an imposition. This is my pride and my joy. I run around my whole life shopping and going here and there, taking care. Why do I live? I live so that you should go to the base Medrash at night. And I'll drive across the whole city. If you tell me you want to learn, and you have a chavrusa someplace not in the five towns, you have a chavrusa advice, you have a chavrusa in Tarbadas or in Chaim Berlin, you have a chavrusa in YU, you want me to take you there? I'll take you there. I'll take you there. There wasn't such a thing when I was going with my father. There was not Havamina. There was not Havamina. That that would be viewed as an imposition. For learning, for Torah, anything. There's no such thing as a Tirch. No Tirch for me. For Yiddishkeit, no such thing. That doesn't mean that the kid feels like going shopping, have to say, okay, anytime, honey. That could be a problem. But when it comes to going to a Shia, you have a daughter that says, there's a, there's a teacher from, from, that came from Yishalam, I want to go here to Shir. 24 hours. I'm on call to take you to Shir. I'll wait, I'll wait by the outside. If I can't go in, or if I have to go back and forth, I'll wait for you. I'll be there for you. Middle of the night. That's, then the kids, that's chinuch. There's no drushes, no talks. The kids understand. They remember that till 120. A mother that's going out in the winter with a coat on, waiting to pick up from a shear, that's till 120, no speeches. No speeches. The mother went outside, a father went drawing around to pick up. No speeches. That's the nafsham. That's the biggest chinuch in the world for Shalom. It makes a rush in the list until 120. Obviously this is the hardest part of chinuch, because it means we have to improve. It's mechai of the parents. We, we really prefer methods in, in, in education that just have to do with kids uh, over teachers and stuff like that. But, but that's not the way of the Torah. The Torah is the Torah's Amos. And the, and the Torah says the truth. And this is the truth of the Torah. Hashem's Baruch should help us. That we, should be able to, we should be able to live up to that. Hashem's Baruch's hopes and expectations from us. Sky.